You're listening to Eric Rogel Talks with Warriors, Lovers, Kings, and Heroes, where you'll hear real stories of the journey to modern manhood told by the men who lived them. Raw, real, and 100% unapologetic. And now, here is your host, Eric Rogel. Hey, this is Eric Rogel, and thanks for joining us on Warriors, Lovers, Kings, and Heroes. This is where each week you'll hear real stories of the journey to modern manhood told by the men who live them. Now, today is another one of our roundtable episodes. And remember, this is where a group of men and I get together to discuss one of the episodes and go a little deeper into what we got out of it and what we're going to bring from what we learned into our own lives going forward. Now, this roundtable was a discussion of my interview with Jameson Monroe. If you remember, Jameson was my guest for episode seven titled, The Courage to Own Your Failures as Fuel for Your Success. And Jameson experienced a lot of failures. From his early teens, he had issues with drugs and alcohol, severe issues with drugs and alcohol. And he ended up having several stints in rehab before finally committing to his sobriety. And when he did that, he started rehab centers with a pioneering method of helping teens and young adults with their addictions, as well as with um, other issues like eating disorders. Now, during our roundtable, we also talk about Jameson's issues with his family, especially with his father, and how his father finally owning his part in Jameson's situation was the catalyst for helping him face his addictions and get sober. So if you need a refresher on that episode, go give it another listen. Joining me for today's roundtable are a few of the regulars that you know. We've got John Archer, former corporate guy who's now an entrepreneur and is also a key member of my WLKH podcast team. We also have Tom Byrne, an entrepreneur, CEO, and business advisor, and is a married father of three grown women. And we have Alex Borges, a former combat Marine who now teaches warrior workshops. And we have Barry Weinberg, a chiropractor and self-discovery life coach. And Barry's going to lead us off talking about how he related to Jameson's story in his own life. To be honest, of all the um, podcasts, Jameson's probably the guy I related to the most. I can't say my story in the early days was as severe as his, but much of what he went through and what he learned and what he teaches his clients was so parallel to, to me and my life. So I I actually listened to him twice because I got so much out of it. The theme that I've been getting through all the podcasts is um, there's no excuses that we can learn from our failures. And, um, but what I really got from him was that, you know, it's through our greatest wound that we find our greatest gift. And by giving that gift to others, we start finding our purpose and our fulfillment in our life. And I think he quoted the most selfish thing we could do is to help another human being. And boy, did I connect with that. In the work that I do, Network Spinal Analysis, Life Mastery Coaching, it's not about getting rid of the stress and the pain and the symptoms. It's about learning to use them as fuel, you know, for our growth and our development. I can see with his work, he's doing that. It was very powerful for me. Yeah, Barry, I, I had the same impact of what you said, which I think you said really well, is that sometimes in life we have these challenges that are thrown thrown at us and i think obviously jameson worked through it but it's also the introspective of looking back and instead of making excuses about it using it as a step forward as a way of okay you know what maybe this challenge this kind of hero's journey that i went through 
maybe there's a reason for it. And maybe that is the underlying part of my purpose and kind of diving into it as opposed to falling away from it. But really cool how he used that to inspire his mission and purpose and really pay it forward. Yeah, absolutely. And what I think too, guys, I'm just going to add to that is I think it's looking for the value in anything that happens, whether you perceive it as positive or negative or success or failure. When, when you look for the purpose behind it, the value in it, all of it, whether or not someone else would consider it a mistake or a failure is a, is a positive experience, right? As long as it propels you forward. Similar to you, Barry, this Jameson episode had a lot of impact on me from his childhood and growing up. And not that I had the, the alcohol and the drugs going on in, in my high school life, but the pressure of the performance and good grades and, and athletics and all of that, especially from my dad, I could feel a lot of that. You have to, you have to win. And if you don't win, it's like that all or nothing. And I could feel a lot of that pressure. And I really liked how he said later on in the interview, when you guys were talking about commitment, how commitment can be just taking a little taste or a little bite of something. It doesn't have to be this all or nothing thing. And as long as you're committed to it, you're taking your steps forward, you're making progress and you're moving towards your goal. And it really helped me understand that childhood that I had and kind of had a little bit of healing from it as well, just to, as I can catch myself still to this day, getting discouraged when I just don't get what I want or I haven't got the goal, but I forget to look at the progress I've made or the steps I've taken towards it. So that was big for me. And, and the other thing that I took out of this was really the notion of not giving up. I mean, this guy going through rehab as many times as he did and the, the severity of some of the things he was talking about was, was pretty crazy and how he just didn't give up over what was it? Six years in and out of rehab. He didn't give up and, he, he made it. And uh, there's plenty of things that, that are much smaller than that in our lives. And we might uh, get discouraged or want to give up and can always go back and remember what he was saying, just that notion of not giving up. So those are two powerful things for me. You know, John, I want to add to that too, because I think that, you know, your first point, what I get out of that is it, how important it is to take the wins, right? Just how, how important it is to, to give yourself that every day and say, I, I wanted this, I made this little progress. And I move forward constantly. And I think for me, I know in my life, I, I wouldn't ever look at the wins. It was the, the failures, the losses, the, the setbacks that really stuck out more in my mind than I would dwell on them. And when you really go through the wins and, and look at, well, okay, that did happen, but here's the value in it. And then here's the good stuff that happened today. It's much easier to push yourself forward. Absolutely. And, and there's a quote from a movie, I believe it was from... Ricky Bobby's dad and Talladega Nights. If you're not first, that's a very quotable movie, John. That's a very deep <laughs> spiritual. Yeah, it actually, it actually yeah. is. And, and then, <laughs> you know, if you're not first, you're last. And at the end, he kind of said that. And he kind of, what the heck is that? There's always the the win. There's always progress, and you don't. It's not an all or nothing kind of thing. Again, the movie when he said, uh, when he repeated that to him, the dad was like, "Oh man, don't listen to me. I was drunk, man. I was stupid." <laughs> <laughs> What I got from it is one of the similarities and what I'm getting from not just this podcast, but a lot of them is a really deeper understanding of how we're all just the damn same. The details of finances might be a little bit different. The, the scenery of the movie might be different, but the plot of being human and the hero's journey is the same in all of us. 
And, that, and that's what I really took away from it. I've got a, a fair amount of experience, addiction all around me, things like that, and recognize where people are treating the symptoms at times and not the core for sure. And I've also developed a lot more compassion for those that I haven't talked to in a long time. My, my way of dealing with it was cutting people off. I really don't deal with my family very much at all. And I'm just looking at that and uh, I've got not necessarily that I'm going to incorporate it back into my life, but at least from the standpoint, I've got a lot of forgiveness and compassion for those that are going through those challenges. Yeah, there's a lot of acceptance there, uh, Alex, what I'm feeling too. And I was going to bring this up. One of the big points for me in Jameson's interview was, was his dad, right? I mean, how everything with the father was, you know, it was points-based, scoreboard-based, looking at the numbers. That's how you got love. And then it took Jameson going through a horrific addiction, his brother going through one as well, for the father to, to finally take ownership and, and accept what was going on and accept that, hey, I need to look at my part in this. And that was big for me too, is, you know, and any, anything that's going on around me is to step back and go, well, that may be shitty, but what's my part in this, right? How am I contributing to this situation? How did I create this situation? And then by owning it and having the ownership of it, how can I move everything forward? So anything coming up for anybody around that? The whole thing with the dad, exactly what you said, Eric, and looking around us for the, the guys here in our life where we see situations where it might not be ideal instead of just thinking it's that other person or not your problem, you know, looking at where you're contributing to it and taking responsibility. And that's, that's the hero, right? I mean, that's the, the honesty and, and love too, all of it. And I was actually having a conversation with somebody today, just to take off on what you're saying, Eric, that when you're making a decision, there's two ways you could come across it. You can do it deliberately just from choice, or you could wait till you're in a crisis and your back's up against the wall and you have to make that choice. And how often do we allow ourselves to just get to that point where our back's up against the wall before we actually take action on something that's important? You know, rather than just saying, you know, this is something I need to do from deliberation and make it happen. Yeah, having having uh, been in the situation of having a family member and and then friends go through and have issues with addiction, you know, two things that come up. One is what Jameson talked about of kind of getting to the root cause is absolutely dead spot on. And I think too often people, the system kind of just treats superficial, uh, superficially the result as opposed to the root cause. But the other part of it, it is really the hardest thing to have somebody that you love, whether they be a family member or a friend, go through that issue or those issues and not feel like you can change it. It's like a total loss of control. But what also comes up is having the courage to kind of get in there and have that intervention that he, he finally had with his dad. But at the end of the day, that's incredibly tough. But at the end of the day, that individual person like Jameson finally made the commitment to himself. That last, I think it was the seventh time. You have to do it for himself. You can't, for somebody who's going through that and has, has core issues that they're dealing with, you can't do them for them. You, you can support them. You can challenge them. But at the end of the day, they need to take their life back into their own hands and take that commitment and move it forward. Tom, what, what that brings up too is I remember now, as you're saying that, 
<clears throat> I believe at the end of the interview, I asked Jameson something about, he was talking about the root cause and they give the, the people that are in the program books and movies and, and things to read, listen to. They're, they're listening to the <clears throat> podcast now as part of the, the curriculum there. And I asked him, at what point do you say like, oh, don't drink, don't do drugs? I mean, he said, I never say that. We never tell them not to drink or do drugs because if we're doing our job and we're doing what we're doing, we're doing it right. They make the decision themselves. I should not be drinking. I don't need to do drugs. And that was so powerful for me because so often, I know even for me in my life, influences on me and me influencing other people, the shoulds, right? You should do this. You should not do that where if it's just an example or you just are showing the positive way, they make the decision themselves and it's far more powerful when somebody makes their own decision on what to do or not do. I went to personal trainers and things like that and I ran into one, you should work out because you love your body, not because you're trying to fix something. And I feel that they're building self-esteem and get the people to the point you know, would I wish this type of life on my worst enemy, then why am I doing it to myself? And from self-love, they make the decision like, no, I don't want to live my life this way. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Exactly right. I mean, that's the thing is you make your own decision. So yeah. uh, anything else coming up with, uh, with Jameson? Uh, one of the, one other thing, Eric, I just wanted to mention, and as I listened to it and looking at the underlying issue, we've talked about that before. It just made me realize how normal it is in society today to just cover things up, not talk about how you're feeling. And I had a very similar thing with my, my family. It wasn't broken household or anything, but talk about your feelings. That was something that was like, even talking about not talking about your feelings was not really a thing we did. And it, it was just, it's just normal. And until you can, really look at that and how you're actually feeling what's underneath and share it and be open about it and honest about it. It's never going to change. But what struck me was this is what's normal in society. And this is why we have people running around like zombies and not really feeling anything because they, they're covering stuff up. And for me, it was just a very glaring, wow, this is really what's going on. Yeah, John, I, I, I think especially some of us, that are a bit older, when we grew up, I think the stereotype was the man was the rock, didn't talk about their feelings, and the, the, the wife, the spouse was the person that would get into that and maybe, you know, nurture the kids a little bit more. That was how I grew up. Father didn't share his feelings, mother did. And I 100% agree that so much of that, and we've seen this in many podcasts, where men have kind of kept these feelings, these underlying root causes that manifested themselves in um, outcomes that were not desirable, but just really didn't get into the core of it. And, and that doesn't mean necessarily, okay, going to a shrink or anything like that, but it means we are here kind of talking about your feelings with men in a community that you can just be open, honest, transparent about, support each other, and also call each other out on, on your shit. It's not all about being passive, but uh, telling your brothers, hey, man, time to step up and get over it, move on. But also, you know, being there to be supportive at the right time as well. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that, we'll just say delusion, right? Delusion and denial. 
this is not really going on. I know I see it and I know I'm experiencing it, but it, it's not really going on. My child is not really on drugs. That can't possibly be happening. And it can't possibly be anything that I did. So that I got a lot of that out of it too, was where is the delusion and denial in me? Where am I looking the other way when you really have to have courage? I mean, it's, it's courage and honesty, right? The two big of the sacred seven. Courage and honesty to really look at that shit and really dive into it. And I think that's where men need to step up more personally. That's my feeling where men need to step up more. I know it was for me personally to step up into that, that courage, that self-honesty and go, this is the shit that's going on and I'm going to go head on into it. Absolutely. Uh, for me personally, I'm learning to separate my fear around talking about feelings. Like, man, that's a real bitch move to do. You know what I mean? And emotional and crying or whatever that may be. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but as I go on my own journey, I realize that it's really not a very emotional thing, being honest. Our core values, being honest is being honest. Hey, this is how I feel right now. And it's very clean for me that way. I used to associate talking about feelings with emotion. And it, it's, I'm just negative emotion, that is. And I'm just getting more clean on it. It's like being honest is just being honest, you know? Yeah, I do. And, and the thing is, too, and I, and I don't know, Alex, if you've experienced this, I know I have. But when you do get honest whether it's emotional, non-emotional, when you do get honest. And, and this happened with Jameson in his interview, you know, when his father really got honest and said, shit, this is what's going on and this is what I need to do. And took ownership, number one, of his part of it. And number two, had the tough love with Jameson and he got real and he got honest. That's when shit moved forward. And so I found that when you do get honest about it, that's the only time stuff starts to move. Otherwise, everything stays stuck or starts moving backwards because it's that honesty that moves everything forward, keeps the wheels turning. Yeah, correct. There is one thing around this, Jameson, uh, that also hit me, this, this podcast that hit me pretty well. And that was, uh, you know, I do self-defense training, firearms training. I do a lot of training and in the past and up until this point, I've been like, well, I work with the willing. Well, somebody is really like, oh, I, I don't want to do this or I don't want to do that. Young people, older people, wives, I have husbands that want to bring their wives in, their wives are resistant or these types of scenarios. One thing that hit me said, whether somebody goes in willingly or unwillingly, the numbers show that the benefits are almost exactly the same on the, on the way out, which was pretty surprising to me. So I could just see um, next level for me in training people. Okay. Just being in the room, you're going to get the value period. Just be in the fight basically, you know? Sure, there has to be a certain amount of willingness if they showed up, right? So whatever they're saying on the outside, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this, they're there in the room with you, Alex. So there's, there's a degree yeah, of exactly. willingness there. Yeah, it's showing up. I remember from the Paul uh, episode too, sometimes you, you just got to show up and that's where the, the magic happens. And you know, that has been a theme with several guests now. Just show up and magic happens. When you're present and willing, and ready to do whatever it takes. Those are the successful men, not the ones waiting for things to happen to them or resisting moving forward. It's the ones who show up who take the wins. Now, I want to thank the men of the roundtable for showing up today, taking the time to share their insights and takeaways. And I think if we look at this, the main themes that we took from Jameson's interview were having the courage and honesty to really get down to the underlying issues, get down to the core of things so you can really affect change, and also to have the courage to embrace, appreciate, and learn from your failures, being committed to never giving up. 
And finally, having love for yourself so that you can make the change for yourself because no one else can do it for you. So again, I want to thank the men who joined me for the roundtable today for digging deep and for giving us their insight. So now I want to hear from you. What are you taking away? What insights did you get from the roundtable that you didn't get when you first listened to the episode? Let me know. You can find me on social media. The links are on the website, wlkhpodcast.com. Just click on them. Come on over and leave a comment. And also remember to subscribe so you get every episode as soon as it airs. And remember to rate us and leave a review and comment. And most importantly, like I always ask you, please make sure to share this with men you know will get value from it. I want to thank you for listening to Eric Rogel talk with warriors, lovers, kings, and heroes today. I'm Eric Rogel, and I'm honored to be with you to be your brother on your hero's journey. I'll talk to you next time. Hello. Welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.